What is up and welcome back. It's the DNA Sports Show. I am your host, Anthony Cortez, and I am joined alongside my two good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Alexander Ashley. What's going on, everybody? And Mr. Kevin Rowe. You're welcome. Hey, real quick, to start off the show, just off the top of your heads, gentlemen, um, Super Bowl, it's Super Bowl Sunday this week. Super Bowl, yeah, Super Bowl Sunday this week, as this will be out uh, by the time Super Bowl Sunday is airs and all that, the game is played. What's your go-to, like, meal, I guess, or food? Pizza, barbecue, what's it going to be? Like, it's not something like you like, – don't, you know, don't worry about having anything planned, but, like, what's the go-to? Like, if you were to, like, say, okay, Super Bowl Sunday, family's going to get together, we're going to do blank, what would it be? What's your go-to thing? Whatever they have at the house we're going to. <laughs> right, honestly. I don't know if I have one. A lot of times I'm working. So a lot of times, like, I don't. You don't I, get to, I, you don't get to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just eating whatever's at work. <laughs> it generally ends up, like, dips and pizzas. And yeah. If we're going to my wife's family, it's barbecue of some sort. So. Right. Yeah. I can tell you this. We're preparing for a busy-ass day as a pizza place because, we, like, we do oh, a week too. Busiest like, oh, yeah. pizza day of the year. Busiest, I'm yeah. not excited. <laughs> Actually, interesting enough, you know what's the most uh, – the busiest day of the year? Uh, pie Day 3.14, whatever. That's our busiest day of the year for some reason. March 14th. That actually makes there's sense. A natu- there's a national pizza day, but that day is still busier for some reason. For people that I would actually get that, but yeah, but yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's a pizza yeah. pie. It's a pizza pie. <laughs> you got to do the Italiano. Italiano. I'm actually <laughs> learning Italian now on Duolingo from work. Are you really? Yeah. For school or what? No, just because I wanted to be able to read some of the labels on the products that we get. Oh, okay. Uh, they're in Italian. I was like, I don't know what that says. I don't like. <laughs> Frigili must be Italian. Oh. It must be. <laughs> That's hilarious. Provolone. Tragedy. Dude, ever since I discovered provolone cheese, it's been like a go-to for me. I, like, good, man. Yeah. Provolone is good. I like provolone on specific things. Same. Yeah. Same. At work, I usually get a I usually get a subway sandwich, which by the way, I don't know why. Tuna for me is like one of those things, like it's hit or miss, or subway in general is hit or miss for me. But like I don't have very many options at work, so Subway is usually the go-to. And the tuna, at, the tuna at Subway, like I've always like been very cautious. Like, eh, it's Subway tuna, you know? It's like tuna is like, yeah. But <laughs> lately, Subway something you would enjoy it yeah. now. Yeah, lately it's been, yeah. I don't yeah, think I bet again because uh, I, I, I don't have very many happens. options. But yeah, I throw Subway tuna flavored slop. Yeah. Uh, it used to not have enough tuna DNA in it to be considered tuna, any. and then they got busted. It had uh, zero tuna oh, yeah, DNA. True. It was like shredded up like chicken and meat and just other random shit, and they were passing it off as tuna. And then somebody tested it, and they caught them, and they were like, oh, shit. And so they've been doing this whole like rebrand. And one of the first things they fixed is they got like actual tuna. <laughs> Oh wow! I did not so know it that. Tastes but better, it's because it's actual tuna now. It's yeah, it, it tastes like tuna. So yeah, but I get I get it on with uh, provolone and Italian herbs and cheese. That's really good, dude. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I actually just had them. I did the chicken bacon ranch with the new like their smashed avocado. I used to do that one. I used to do the chicken bacon ranch, but it's, the I don't know the rotisserie chicken is hit or miss for me too. So it's I don't sure. know. I, I might go I'm back to that. Their veggies. It's I like their new uh, Parmesan sauce. That's, that's actually pretty good. But True. No, we, we go to Firehouse. So. Yes, dude, Firehouse, yeah. In fact, we had Firehouse tonight. So. I would do Firehouse. I'm a Witch Witch guy. I love Witch Witch. I haven't Witch had Witch? them yet. Oh, it's so good. Witch Witch, it's fine. Unless I'm, unless I'm in San Marcos, and then I go to Alvin Ord's, which is even better. But that's a whole different ball game. Mm, it's not okay. a chain. It's like a, just one local sandwich shop that's just been there. Yeah. Okay. Well, my go-to Super Bowl would be, uh, or Super Bowl just entree would be uh, whatever Dad's barbecuing. Dad didn't say he's barbecuing this 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 year though, but be like brisket or like chicken or something. But sure. yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we hope you all enjoy uh, your Super Bowl Sunday out there. This will be, like I said, this will be out. So have fun. Go Bengals. Uh, we are an all sports podcast. For anybody wondering and joining us for the first time, welcome to the party. 
Alex likes likes to start off our shows with useless information, and I'm hoping he has some. Go ahead, sir. I do, I do. So, as I am hoping, at least most people are aware, and anybody who's listening, I'm guessing, is going to be aware. Considering three out of the five downloads, I imagine, come from the three people who are on this show, we're going to do the medal count for the Olympics thus far. Right now, uh, this and this just like it. Oh God, it hurts, and I hate it so much. But like a fucking course, right? So the Russian Olympic Committee, which is not the Russian Olympics team, is in first place right now with two golds, three silvers, and six bronze medals. Norway and Austria uh, are tied for second place. Norway with four golds, two silvers, uh, four bronze. Austria, two, four, and four. Germany follows it up in the fourth spot with five gold, three silver, no bronze. Gain Deutschland tied with... Uh, Germany's United States and Canada. Uh, the United States has two gold medals, five silver and one bronze. Um, so after that, you do have Canada, as I said, and then tied for seventh, you have Sweden, the Netherlands and Italy. And one of the big stories is Italy whittling their curling matches. They went undefeated in, in group play, uh, which I guess has been like the fucking holy shit of the tournament thus far. Uh, moving on, a beloved... Not well, controversially beloved, I suppose you'd say, uh, member of baseball. Joe West has decided to uh, finally retire. More announcers said that they wanted to say goodbye to him, but they missed that call also. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, where'd it go? Just a quick update on the NBA, considering that we don't talk about it. In the East, we have Miami in first, Milwaukee second, Chicago, Cleveland, 76ers, and then Toronto rounding out that top six, vying for play-in spots. You have Boston, Brooklyn, Charlotte, and Atlanta in the West. Of course, Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis with John Morant, Utah, Dallas, and Denver top six, Minnesota, Clippers, the Lakers, the Lake Show, and New Orleans, who just got Zion back this year uh, after an injury, are vying for that spot. Our beloved San Antonio Spurs are 15 games below 500, 24 and a half games back of first place, and three and seven in their last 10. What dynasty fall how the mighty have fallen anyway those are these highlights racking up the second they're they're racking up those second round picks though made made a trade today to uh well they made a, a recent trade to get rid of brent forbes and picked up a second rounder for him i think um or picked up somebody in exchange for him and then with a second rounder and then made another trade today we got rid of uh literally that we got rid of the dude that we traded for brent for and got a second rounder out of that um so yeah, racking up the second round picks. Um, but anyway, you know what year that's for yet? I don't I didn't see what year that's for. I don't, I didn't, I don't. Um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, we'll find out well, when it we does find out. because I've, I've seen some not until like 2026. I'm like, great, we got to wait another decade for us to be good again. Yeah. It's going to be longer than that. That's usually how oh, it works, yeah. Kev. I think it's going to end up being longer than that. But I'm hey, uh, off that we lost Becky Hammonds. That's so stupid, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, congratulations to Becky Hammonds. Congrats, yeah, I don't think we ever I talked mean. about that, but congratulations to Becky Hammonds. She uh she's been interviewing for head coaching jobs around the NFL, around not the NFL, around the NBA. Uh, nobody's wanted to hire her for whatever reason, uh, but she landed a I think it was a five year deal with the with the Las Vegas um, Aces. Of Aces. The, yeah, the former San Antonio team. So yeah, she's uh, since well, she's kind of going back home. So yeah. Uh, so congrats to her. We never talked about that, but she's finishing off the season with the Spurs, and she'll join the the Aces in their next season. Um, real quick, so we can. This is just something fun we thought of. So recently, the Cleveland, uh, formerly known Indians, re- renamed themselves. Uh, as the Guardians, they are now the Cleveland Guardians. And then the Washington football team also announced a name change for the Commanders. And so we thought it'd be fun to just say which one is worse. I'm going to have to go with just the Commanders just because they straight up stole it. Don't yeah. I, somewhat, I somewhat don't appreciate that, but I also don't love the Guardians either. It just I was like the Guardians were an active sports team in Cleveland. 
when they came out with this. Granted, Is it really? The AAF. Yeah, it was like a roller derby team. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah for that too. Popular one. Huh. I, w- I wasn't aware of that, but I mean, the Guardians is arguably worse to me, but Commander's... The situation is worse. I think the meaning of the name to the city is probably worse for the Commanders. Uh, at least I understand why they went with the Guardians and it's because of the stone statues on their bridge or whatever, which nobody knows outside of Cleveland. So there's meaning to it to the city, I guess, but I don't know. Um, I I agree with Anthony on this. It feels like they just straight up stole San Antonio's uh, football name because, well, it was successful in the AAF and it was a simple rebrand just because it was the same colors. Seriously, yeah. And I I think this tells you like how hard it is to name to name a professional like franchise, you know, like a, a That's the team. thing. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't think it's that hard. I Because you spent two fucking years to come up with something that somebody already came up with? That's the best Literally you got? Literally two years ago. That's the best you got? It was you're like, I don't know. It's like, okay, that's literally like going like, oh, I'm going to turn my assignment late, but I also copied my friend's homework. So not only did you cheat, you did it poorly. You know, that's, that's, that, that's really terrible. That's, that's over multiple. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then no matter what, you're going to try, like, no, that is terrible. And it's not like, anyway. I mean, yeah, I, only, I only say that because, like, imagine if a football team, professional-wise, came ever came back to San Antonio. Like, what would you call them? What would you call a baseball team here? Like, there's so many, yeah, like, there's so many ideas, but are they any good? Like, defenders. Well, they never know if they're good. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the defenders come to mind. But okay, like, think well, let me ask you this. What are the worst named teams now? Like, what your brain is like, that's terrible. That shouldn't be a team name. Because I, mean, I don't really have one. I think the I whole thing is, is like, it's not so much. I think it's how long. If it's been there, if it's been passed down, then like. I think the NFL Cardinals is dumb. I don't think Cardinals? they should have. Why? NFL Cardinals. I know, yeah, because like, it was already why? done. It was already done for the. For baseball. So the Giants should also change their name? Whichever pick one? The San Francisco Giants should change, yes. But didn't they have it when they were up in they were that's right. They were the New York Giants up in there. So you know yeah. Yeah, I mean like I, I I don't know. I don't I, I don't know. I, I actually think it'd be really hard. Well, speaking for me, I don't know. I not a, I don't have a very creative mind, but I think it would be hard to name a franchise if a, if another franchise ever came here. Like that, you know. I just because anything every, anything I think of that is San Antonio like related or San Antonio themed, like just it just doesn't sound great. Like the okay, friend, I, I got one. The Chocolas is pretty badass. So. Yeah. Eh. They did a pretty good job. I understand the alliteration, but Jacksonville Jaguars. What does a Jaguar have to do with Jacksonville? That's true. That's true. And the same could be said for the Bengals, but I mean. Yeah, but what if that has the same for anything? I mean, I've never seen a Cardinal in Arizona. I don't know if they even have them. In fairness, they were in St. Louis first. The what? No, they, they were, were in St. Louis before. The Cardinals were in St. Louis. Yeah, then they the moved team? Phoenix from St. Louis. No, oh, you talking about that. football? You talking about football or baseball, Kev? Yes, football. Huh. Okay, did not know that. I, I have that. to check that, but I, I'm pretty sure they moved from. I St. thought Louis. it was. I thought it I was. Thought they were an expansion team. I thought it was St. Louis Rams, LA Rams. Yeah, I know the Rams moved. Yeah, I know the Rams were there too. Huh, was not aware of that. Like Houston Oilers was good, man. You know, that was that was good. I thought, you know. Yeah. The, the Texans actually sounds good. Like Houston Texans actually sounds good, you know? Like that's it, one of my ones I'm not a huge fan of. Really? Why? It's just like And it's, I understand like nobody in the team is a cardinal because they're all humans and not birds. But I'm like, okay, that's from, kind of weird, 19, like, from 1960 to 1987, they were the St. Louis Cardinals, and then they moved to Phoenix. 
1988. Interesting. Uh, Kev with the fun fact of the day. Right. Uh, Yeah, that one I'm not a big fan of. But yeah, I I think it's more the length of time, less the the name per se. You know what I mean? That's one I think I do like about soccer is that the names... The names in the U.S. kind of suck, but a lot of the names for other like countries, places, they don't. It's just the city athletic club or the city football club, or you know, what I mean, like very few of them have like wild names. Like there's a team in the Scandinavian region called the Young Boys. That's kind of the weirdest one I can think of. The Rovers, yeah. the Celtics, the Hearts. That's all in like Scotland and Ireland. But, like, most places, it's just, like, the city you're from. So it'd be, like, you know, the San Antonio Baseball Club, SABC. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's kind of – I think that's kind of clean. I think that's kind of cool. SAFC, San Antonio Football Club. Like, I think that's cool. You know what I mean? That would – yeah, it does sound kind yeah, of nice. Nobody does that except for soccer teams. Huh? Nobody does that except for soccer teams or teams that are nameless. Oh, I know. But I think that's an American thing. I think that's, like – I think we did that. You know what I mean? I, don't like I thought that others. was started overseas. I can't think of a team named anything like that. Something there's like nicknames, but there's like, you know, the Manchester United are nicknamed the Red Devils, but that's not like what they're called. They're called Manchester United. Okay. I'll take your word on that. I don't know enough teams overseas. Anyways, both team both both name changes are equally bad, but I mean, we're not fans of either or, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, in a few years it'll be second nature to call them what they are though. Yeah, it really will. I don't know. I have a hard time with Washington football team. I still call them the Redskins on accident. And then somebody I mean, will correct me. You really do. Well, we all still say San Diego Chargers too. <laughs> True. Yeah. And it's really hard not to say Las Vegas Raiders, you know. I still say the Brooklyn Dodgers. It's terrible. <laughs> All right, we can move on to some hires. Uh, there's some. There's been some new coach new coaching <laughs> hires in the NFL. We should touch on um, this. This one happened literally last week as we were recording, or like minutes before we were recording, and and Kev alluded to it, but we just didn't touch on it. Doug Peterson hired on at uh, in Jacksonville. Uh, he's coming from. Uh, I don't think. I don't think he's been coaching lately, right? He's he coming from the uh, from the Eagles, where he led them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think he had yeah, he had a year off. I was about to say he's had a year off, and I think it was one year after his Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, Lovey Smith was promoted from the Texans. He was uh, interviewed and, and uh, hired internally. So Lovey Lovey Smith is now the uh, head coach for the Houston Texans. Going on in the Chicago, the Bears, Matt Eberflus. 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 Thank you. Hardy. Hardy. Matt Eberflus, new, the new head coach for the uh, Chicago Bears. Kevin O'Connell gets the call for the Minnesota Vikings. He's a uh, he's, um, former on- offensive coordinator from the Rams. And you know, I'm assuming he's going to be coaching in the game this Sunday. And then we'll then move on to yeah, the Vikings. That, that hire is not official until after the Super Bowl. Okay. Well then, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be coaching the Super Bowl, and then he's gonna get the call to the Vikings. Brian Dable, the man, uh, the man, uh, somewhat mixing the controversy with Brian Flores, is now the New York Giants head head football coach. Josh McDaniels got the call over at the Raiders. Mike McDaniel uh, is now the head coach for the Miami Dolphins. Dennis Allen gets the call for the New Orleans Saints, and Nathaniel Hackett is now the uh, head coach in Denver. Alex, which one do you like the most? Or which one do you – well, yeah, which one do you like the most? Which one do you see has the most has the most success starting out? Ooh, that's a very different question than which one do I like the most. Uh, yeah, answer, let, let's answer those one at a time. Which do you like yeah. the most? Which do you think is going to have the most success? And which one do you think is going to be a total failure? Sure. Uh, I think if anybody is going to have the most success starting out, it's probably going to be Josh McDaniels in Las Vegas. Reason being is that he's going in with a pretty well set up organization as far as his players go. Now, his owner is weird. A lot of other higher up positions are kind of weird, but he's got a top 10 quarterback. 
He's got a top 10 tight end. He's got a top 10 running back. He's got a decent O-line and a decent defense. And he's got good guys there. Um, you know, the, the the coach that was there, who was their interim, isn't leaving. So there's still that sense of, like, uh, kind of unity. Um, he is of the, the Belichickian tree, so I think he'll – and has been there for a while. I think he'll have that kind of ability to – put some things in line, um, kind of maybe hope to give a little structure. Uh, and he's good with quarterbacks and he's good offensively. And I think that will help him quite a bit. Um, the one I think could be, I think is the most interesting is Nathaniel Hackett to the Broncos. I think, I think that was a hire very specifically to try to get Aaron Rodgers to Denver from green bay he always doesn't want to be there there's a lot of talk about him leaving it's kind of a tough division to play in but that team has some positives there already good couple of young running backs good couple of receivers especially when they're healthy decent defense got a top 10 corner in certain but if they can get if they can get him there that that's a very interesting um, ball club. I think Matt Eberfloss is probably the worst one, in my opinion. Um, Eberfloss. Uh, really? Yeah, I don't quite understand that pick. You went with a defensive-minded head coach whose greatest success comes at the college level, and you put him in Chicago. I just don't understand that one very much. I mean, I feel like you you maybe should have gone with Maybe a more – I don't know. I don't know. I just don't – that seems like a weird fit to me. I don't know. I do really like, however, Doug Peterson. Uh, that'll be interesting. He has won a Super Bowl. He kind of knows what it takes. I think he's not one to rock many boats, which is kind of what the Jaguars need right now after kind of a tumultuous uh, year or two. Um so, yeah, I, I like Doug Peterson there. I didn't think he was a bad coach. I think he had a winning season after his Super Bowl season. And if not, it was close to 500. And the Super Bowl hangover is real. I don't I, – I didn't quite understand why they fired him in the first place. So, those, that, that, that's for me. What do you think, Kev? I think the one that's actually probably going to have the most success is Mike McDaniel in Miami. He's got a good team starting out. Um <clears throat> They didn't make the playoffs, but, I mean, they have a good core and they have some young talent that's still developing and getting better. Uh, I think he he's a good hire to get more out of Tua uh, and help develop that relationship between him and Jalen Waddell. Uh, they have a good defense already, and I, I, I just think that team's already built – to at least compete for a division title or at least a wild card spot. And I think Mike McDaniel can help bring him to that next level to make him a consistent playoff team. Um, I don't disagree with the Josh McDaniels pick. My concern with Josh McDaniels, though, is you are taking a team that was very um, run by personalities and, uh, and likable people uh, players loved John Gruden until they found everything out about him. Players loved working with Rich Passaccia. Now you're bringing in a five-star general who's going to run these guys hard. This guy has been in the Belichick tree for years, and I wonder how those players are going to react to a completely different style of coaching. So I worry about the Raiders in that regard. Um, the one I think that I actually – the hire that I like the most is Doug Peterson. And it's because of what he can do with what – I, what I feel he can do with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has a lot of talent. A lot of it didn't show this past year because of uh, the instant. But I feel like Doug Peterson has shown he can pull a lot out of his quarterbacks, especially like during that – Super Bowl year when he had the backup throughout the entire playoffs and was able to pull out a Super Bowl winning team out of that. So I feel like he's going to be able to pull out what they need from Jacksonville. 
they need a lot more. So that that GM has a lot of work to do to make that a successful team. That's why I don't think they're going to be the most successful hire, but I do think that is the most interesting and best hire for what they have. Uh, the one I don't like, um, Dennis, I'm kind of on the fence between Dennis Allen and Lovey Smith. I didn't like don't either like one. Smith either. I love Lovey Smith. I don't like the hire for what they're looking at. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Houston's got a long way to go. They, there was no reason to fire David Coley after what he, what he had. They basically gave him nothing to work with. And then whatever showed up, any kind of talent at all, they got rid of in the middle of the season as salary cap dumps, basically. So I didn't like what they were doing to David Coley. They didn't, they basically set him up to fail. And he still succeeded toward the end of the year, winning four games, and then they let him go. And so you fire a 66-year-old head coach who you had no faith in to begin with and hire his assistant who is 62 years old for the future? Excuse me? What? Yeah. And then Lovey Smith um, coming on today saying that he feels Davis Mills played as good as any of the rookie quarterbacks that played this year. Uh, no, no, he didn't. He had a couple of good games, but you can't tell me he played as good as Mac Jones as, as, as quarterback. No, not a chance. Better than some way better than, better than Zach Wilson. It took him, it took him a couple of games to get, to get under his belt, to get comfortable. I think, cause the first couple of games that I watched with him, he just did not look comfortable out there. It just looked Agreed. very rough. But you know what? Every quarterback can have a good game. Yeah. I agree with that. It doesn't mean they're going to be as good as a rookie of the year or as good as a Hall of Famer just because they have a 500-yard touching down, a 500-yard four-touchdown game one time, you know? Yeah. I mean, if that was the case, then um, what's his face, though, was the backup for Aaron Rodgers a couple of years ago? He'd be a superstar now. I don't remember his name now. Damn it. But that's the point. He had like the, the biggest record game in Green Bay history as a backup for Aaron Rodgers. And you don't know him anymore because he can't be consistent. And I feel that's Davis Mills. I yeah. feel Davis Mills is the next Colt McCoy. He's going to be a journeyman backup, a hey, solid fill in when you need him to be. Hey, and that might up. even be a, like a high ceiling. I'm not even sure if that's going to be like. Yeah, but I mean, what worries me most is if Lovey Smith truly <laughs> believes what he said there, then th this is going to be very bad in Houston. Sure, but yeah. conversely, though, even if he doesn't, like, that's still the right thing to say. Put some confidence in your quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a good head coach move, even if you don't actually agree. It's the right thing to say out loud. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if you, if, especially if you know you're going into the draft, not 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 looking for a QB. Yeah, you were just hired a few days ago. Take some time to evaluate everybody first, please. <laughs> well, I didn't. Yeah. Anyway, um, I also like I said, I didn't like Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator. He's been with Sean Payton for the last six years. I feel like they're trying to just keep things going in new Orleans while you don't have your, your hall of fame quarterback anymore. And obviously what you saw this year is indicative of that. What you were trying to do is not working. You need to start fresh. And if you were going to try to do something to where you're keeping a coach that is basically Sean Payton. And then in the time that he was a head coach, he went eight and 28, uh, hoping that maybe he learned something from Sean Payton. Then you might be barking up the wrong tree right now. I think you needed to start fresh. It feels like the biggest band-aid right now because they have no cap space. They have no answer at quarterback. They have a receiver who hates life. They're not life, but life in New Orleans. They have a running back who now apparently wants to play for Dallas. Like, they're not. I mean. Shut up. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, 
But you know, like yes, that, that, I got that joke. Did you get uh, that one, Anthony? I think I got it. What do you I think was, I was talking about? Was it say, say the joke again, please. Yeah, the Saints have a running back that apparently wants to play for Dallas. Okay, no, I don't get it. It's because he got arrested in Vegas. Oh, okay. for okay, beating that's... someone. Oh, that's Fuck right. You. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I heard that. But yeah, this feels like a really big band-aid until some of their cap space stuff kind of goes away and they can really kind of start fresh. This is like, well, he's here. He knows how things have been running. Like, let's just fill him in. Let's wait till we get some money. Let's try to make a good hit or two in the draft. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... I like the Doug Peterson hire. Um, he's probably not going to have the most success starting out, but I I like that. I, I I mean, he's proven, you know, he's proven he can do the job. He won a Super Bowl, and um, it, yeah, I agree. I think it'll be uh, interesting to see what he does with Trevor Lawrence and that offense. And uh, I like that pick. I I'm I'm agree. I'll agree with you, Alex, as far as the Matt Eberflus, Eber, right? Yeah. Eber, yeah. I don't know. Matter. He won't be there long enough for you have to remember. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about hiring a mostly offense, or not mostly offensive, uh, mostly college experienced coach to come head to come, you know, coach in the NFL. Only because the college and college and NFL are just two totally different games. Yes, I know it's I it, it, I know it's the same sport. Everybody out there, all five of our listeners, but it's just a totally different game the way it's played. And so, coach, you know, coaching experience in college very different from coaching experience nfl also don't know how i feel about josh mcdaniels in uh in uh in the raiders only because like you said they kind of it's kind of a set organization owner is weird um so it's almost like it's almost like the rate like the, the team is gonna have to buy into josh mcdaniels you know and will they is the question um Honestly, I've never heard the name Nathaniel Hackett. My apologies, sir, if you're listening. You're not, but I've never heard that name before. Um, He's the OC in Green Bay. Is he really? Okay, mm-hmm. well, then there you go. Or was I guess was, was the OC in Green Bay? Well, then yeah, they're probably trying to trying to get Aaron Aaron over there. So that's probably the sole reason for that hire. Lovey Smith. Yeah, I don't even think we should have. I'm with you, Kevin. I don't think we should have fired David Cole after what he did this this past season. And if he, I mean, well, and if he feels this, if he feels that strongly about Davis Mills, man, ah, yeah, I don't know. Here's a question: who who has the shortest leash in y'all's opinion? For you, is is it Eberflus, uh, Alex? Of these nine, of these nine, who has the shortest leash? Who's going to be out of here in a year? Maybe even less than a year if they start out over whatever. It won't be Peterson. No. It won't be Brian Dabble. It won't be Smith either. It won't be Lovey. It won't be McDaniels. Right. I don't think it'll be Dennis Allen. Not yet. It could be Lovey. I don't think so. I'm thinking it's either Lovey, Kevin, or Matt. Lovey Smith. Because, okay. As much as we like Lovey Smith as a person, like if you look at his track record, he's not a super great coach. And my fear is that there are some other factors in play in the hiring that I, I make me very much question how much the organization believes in it. Kevin O'Connell doesn't make any sense to me because it's Sean McVay that's the mastermind. So I don't know where this one is coming from, per se. Like, I get it, but I think they're trying to do more of a culture thing, and I don't think it's going to work in Minnesota. Uh, and then Matt Eberflus, that, I think that's probably the shortest leash because I think, well, fuck. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, Matt's got to be, I think, the shortest leash, I think. I think it's going to be Nathaniel Hackett <clears throat> because I think that's going to, Really live or die. Is it if they don't get Rodgers? Based on that quarterback position because of his background. If they don't get Rodgers, I think he's he has to show progress in two years or he's gone. Right. See, that's how I feel about Matt. I'm like, if you don't make that defense instantly better, 
and also give that offense some semblance of organization. And you know what, though, with Matt, though, that, that defense is not terrible. It's their offense that really let them down. And Which is that's why I'm saying. kind of reserving judgment on Eberfluss in that hire is he's a good defensive coordinator, and he can make that defense better in Chicago. But what's going to really make or break his coaching is who he hires as his offensive coordinator. And if they can – really relate and dig into um, the skill set of Justin Fields. If he can get the right guy to do that, I think Matt's going to be successful in Chicago. Sure. But it's really going to depend on who they get as the OC. I kind of think McDaniels is going to have the shortest leash in, in Vegas. I don't know why. but No, nah, he said it was a fumble. He'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah. Brian Dabble might have a short lease in New York. I, I think so, I think so too. New York has like a three-year leash. If you don't show improvement, there's a three-year tell that to Joe Judge. It was two years for him, wasn't it? Yes. On average, I'm sorry. Taking out their shortest and their longest, the average was three years. It's going to be interesting next season to see who does what. Yep. Hey, while we're at it, speaking NFL, let's play. Let's have some more fun and, and do some comparisons. Alex found a cool comparison com, comparison chart with NFL teams, and not all of them, but to college football teams. So this should be fun because I agree with some of them. Historically wise for some of them. Um, Alex, you want to start us off with it? Sure. So the first one, and I think the one that – is probably most agreeable uh, is going to be the Patriots and the college football comparison of Alabama. I feel like that one's a pretty. Yeah. Historically. Yes. Yeah. Historically. Huh? Historically. Yes. Sure. Uh, and then the next one up is the Browns and Iowa state, the Cyclones. Do you guys agree? Disagree? I uh, don't know enough about Iowa State, honestly. I kind of don't agree. I kind of don't either. I kind of don't agree. It's because I feel like it should be a different college team, but I also feel like, I don't know, another call. Like, I don't, I'm trying to think of another college team to compare them to, but like, I feel like the Browns have had, had had slightly less success than Iowa State has in the recent years. I'll give you one until this year, Michigan. A lot of expectations coming into this year, or the la- at least compared to the last few years of the Browns. Um, That's a good a one. A lot of expectations, a lot of talent. Everybody thought they were going to do great, and then they just fall flat on their face somewhere and underperform. You're talking about like recently, right? Yes, recent okay. recent yeah. Browns yeah. to yeah. Michigan. In recent yeah. Michigan. Yeah, I'd buy that one. And yeah. I can kind of get Iowa State. Iowa State – in the past three years, kind of the same time as the Browns have become a pretty like prominent member in the Big 12. They have a quarterback who's definitely going first day. They have a running back who I think is going to go first day also. They have a head coach who is now coveted. Like they have gotten better pretty quickly over the last three years. I think they made it to the comp the Big 12 championship game within the last year or so. So I can kind of see it, but I think maybe Michigan might be a better better historical uh, comparison. And I'll actually give you another one, but kind of in reverse for the Browns, more along their history and FSU, Florida State. Florida State. But it's been kind of reversed where Browns are starting to get good now. Florida State's were good, and then they fell off the map. Right. All right, next one up, we have the JETS Jets, 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 and their college football comparison. Kansas Jayhawks. That one I don't agree with only because I think the Jets are like the laughing stock of the NFL. And, and Kansas the, isn't? Kansas, in my opinion, no. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're bad, but they I'll don't give you a made. better one for college for the Jets. Duke. Duke is generally not a good college football school, but they've had a couple of good years, kind of like the Jets had a couple of good years when they made it to the AFC Championship. 
back when they had Daniel Jones. They made it to the AFC Championship game recently? Yeah. Yeah, in 2010, 2011 with Mark Sanchez. Yeah. What? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, with Sanchez. It was Sanchez's like first year. It was like I, as a rookie. I don't know why I don't remember that, but okay. Actually, back with uh, Rex Ryan as, as yeah. the coach, dude. Well, only, only Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez remember that. Yeah. But I think, <laughs> but everybody else remembers that 10 years the butt fumble. But anyway, right. um, but I think Duke would be a good comparison because Duke had a couple good years there, but generally they are like a terrible football team. Yeah, I don't think Kansas is a bad one. I think Duke is a good one as well. Um, I think there's definitely a few more you could pick from some other like uh, uh, Illinois. They had a championship or two, the Fighting Illini, uh, but mm-hmm. they're traditionally ass. Um, yeah, even if they go, you know, six and ten, they're still ass. Moving on, we have again another one of those pretty close to comparable this one i totally um, agree with so we have the cowboys and their college comparison the university of texas longhorns for one word only brand it was literally all about the brand for those two See, i would actually well the only other one i could say that might be also kind of close is usc because texas actually only has like one championship dallas yeah. at least has a few USC has a few, and they're both real brand heavy. Yeah, they are. Yeah, um, you're right. Good point. Yeah, you're right. So that, that's but my both. only other one that's maybe maybe closer. It's just really convenient that they're like five hours apart. <laughs> yeah, but both have sky high expectations every year. Yes. Oh my god! I have to show you guys another. We'll talk about this a different day, Kevin. You're gonna hate it. But I'm sure I will. Whatever. I got to know now. No, we'll I'll bring it up a different, a different. We'll talk about it a different day. But it's a Cowboys segment that has to beg like an act like a. a it's oof, yikes. Let's okay. move on. Yeah, we so gotta hear. We, we gotta have hear. the Green Bay Packers and the OSU, Ohio State University Buckeyes. Yay or nay? Yay. I I agree with that one. Both, okay. both as well. High expectations. Ohio State does have a national championship, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, yeah. They won it with Zeke Elliott. There you yeah. go. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And I, I think they have more than that too. But they do like before the college football playoff. Yeah, I think this um, is a good one. I mean, they yeah, I, I can't well, think of a better they, one. Yeah, I think it's a pretty close. All right, Chiefs and Clemson. Also agree. I think this is probably, in my opinion, like the most accurate. Both of these teams over the last three to five years have become monster organizations, multiple championships, multiple Super Bowl appearances. They have, you know, above average head coaches, above average like culture set up. They have, you know, great, like I think, this to me is one of the most accurate ones here right now. Cowboys in Texas is still most accurate for me, but I can see we, I can see your point. And that's a recent one. That's not like a historical. That's a recent within the past like five years or so. Yeah, five to ten years. Um, Kev, yay name. Honestly, I think the Chiefs would be more like Georgia in this case. Not necessarily their style of play, but the fact that they have the pieces and they're going to be competitive in their division and for a championship pretty much every year for the next decade. And I can see Georgia doing the same thing. Being in the SEC East, always being in contention for the SEC championship, I I, I feel like they – Georgia's a better comparison for me for the Chiefs. Sure. See, this one I don't quite like. Same. But I cannot think of a better one right now. Like, I can think of a couple, but, like, I'm still not. So, the Buccaneers and the Georgia Bulldogs. What about comparison must be, like, the last two years, the last three years. You know what I mean? What about the Seahawks? Georgia and the Seahawks? Yeah. Well, actually, the more I think about it, no. Um, 
see, I kind of reversed it on this one. So the, with the Bucks on this one, I would actually go Clemson because they've been competitive. They've won championship this past year. Um, they're probably still going to win their division, but they're not going to be as competitive in the whole with the rest of the country as they were a couple years prior. You know what mine is, I think? It's going to be Baylor. Down a Baylor's lot. A good one. If they get a quarterback and a decent head coach who isn't also doubling as Satan, they can do really, really well. Oh, God. I'm going to go with Baylor. Not a bad one. All right. And then last but not least, the Detroit Lions and the Nebraska Corn Huskers. This one's fair. Them, them black shirts. This one's fair. Histor- recently bad. Historically, they've pretty each good. Had, they've each had success. Yeah. Right. I would say this one's fair. Like I think that's a good way to put it. It's fair. It's like you know, like they're not big names now recently. And Nebraska. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, Nebraska, Nebraska historically um, has been good. They were good back in like the uh, like the nineties, I want to say. They had some they had some decent teams back in the nineties. Uh-huh. I remember getting excited about those Texas and Nebraska games. Yeah. So how about Minnesota? Not the Vikings. I mean like the Lions to the Minnesota Gophers. Yeah. Yeah. So had some okay teams every once in a while, but for the most part, they're just kind of bottom dwellers in their division to other teams like Wisconsin, Northwestern. Well, Northwestern can go up and down too. Um, but <laughs> when you when you're talking about like the Big Ten, it's always Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Ohio State as your big dogs with Wisconsin in the in the West. How about this, so, Miami? They were both really good in the 90s, and they're both trash now. Over the last 20 years, they've been trash. That's more fair. Yeah, Average to trash. The U. It's all about the U. Yeah, but the U won a national championship. That's true. They did. Lions have never won an NFL, right? They have never won a Super Bowl? They have never been to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's still that's still kind of fair though. I agree with it more than Nebraska. Well, I don't know. That's I kind of feel like the Lions in Nebraska is more fair. That was fun. Whoever whoever put this together, that's that's fun. It's definitely interesting. Two two totally different games. They are the same sport. Don't get me wrong, but two totally different games. Yeah, literally with different. Any other team on here that you want to compare with anyone else in the league? Um. Or like any other team in the NFL that you want to compare to college. Who do you want to compare, Kevin? Yeah, who do you who uh-huh. are you thinking of? I'm I'm trying to think of a, a of a good comparison somewhere. Um, Philadelphia Eagles and LSU Tigers. Really high highs, really low lows. Yeah, I can and, see that. And very similar recently too. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, let's see who else. Green Bay. You could probably compare Green Bay to Notre Dame too a little bit. Yeah. Intellectual championships in the past, pretty good. Can never get over the hump. Always stay competitive year in and year out. Right, but never finish. What about what about Oklahoma or Oklahoma State with uh, the Saints? Until What's your reasoning? This year, yeah. I mean, Cincinnati and LSU. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Okay. Who would you compare Cleveland to? To what? Who would you compare Cleveland to? The The Browns? I'm sorry. uh, Pittsburgh. Who would you compare Pittsburgh to? Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. I think consistency, quarterback, defense. Yeah. Okay, okay, here's one for you. Notre Auburn. Dame and Tennessee. Notre Dame and Tennessee. That's I feel like that's they're both fucking boring as shit. But what did you say? I said Auburn. 
Auburn and Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's a good one. about that hold on actually maybe maybe a and m yeah that's kind of another one i was thinking of too pittsburgh hold on michigan state That's a tough fun. one. I don't know. This is fun to think about. Utah, you can go Utah. Really good in division. Okay. Yeah. That's tough. That's a tough one. That is. That is very tough. That's fun though. I like this. That one. is fun though. Yeah. Hey, before we get out of here, we got to talk about our friends real quick at Baseballism. They're an all-baseball-related apparel company for baseball people. If you're a baseball fan, you should be wearing Baseballism. It's that simple. It's America's brand. They fish off the field brand for baseball. Visit them at Baseballism.com, and while you're there, use our code AA Sports. That's for first-time shoppers only, A-A-S-P-O-R-T-S, for a 15 to 25% discount off your first order. There's free shipping on orders of $100 or more for domestic shoppers only. We don't have any international shoppers, but if we did, sorry, we'd miss out. A um, whole bunch of different stuff available over at Baseballism. They just released a new shirt today. Um, uh, what's it called? Or what was it? It was uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game with the with the full lyric from the song. Or, yeah, from on the back and a nice little logo emblem on the on the front and the pocket or where the pocket would be. But um, please keep supporting your local and small businesses, whoever they, whoever and wherever they are, Baseballism included. They, they support us, so please keep supporting them. Um, keep an eye out for all their sales. Um, Congrats to them on celebrating 10 years recently. Um, yeah, please keep supporting them. All right, gents, we have about 10 minutes left. We can uh, we can finish up with um, anything baseball-related, really. Alex sent over uh, a, another thing with uh, all teams' records in the past 10 years. Um, real, but real quick, we can – I don't know if there's any news to share with it, but the PA and the MLB or MLB had – discussions recently nothing really came about of it and the pa came back with her with um did they come back with a proposal kev can you break it down as far as what happened like was anything newsworthy no nothing's really newsworthy outside of a uh, mlb the mlb pa had submitted a counter proposal to to what major league baseball had submitted and instead of coming back and sitting down at the table and countering uh, MLB was like, you know what? We want to get a, a, a mediator in here and have somebody help with the process. But uh, they have to get approval from the Players Association to do that. And players association, the Players Association basically said, no, we don't want a mediator in here because that hasn't worked well for us in the past. Sit down with us at the table and let's discuss this. And I really haven't heard much since. So. Yeah, that's that's why Max Scherzer tweeted out what he tweeted out. For those that didn't see that, I'm not I'm I'm not going to go search for the tweet. You can go do that on your own. But yeah, Scherzer came out with a tweet about that. All the players, I mean, it. I've said the my I've said my piece on it. I think I I mean we're eventually going to play baseball this summer sometime because I mean everybody's got to make money at some point. But Alex, what do you think, man? How long does this get delayed? I honestly don't know. Like, I really don't. Half of me is like, you know what? Owners don't deserve to make money at this point if this is how they want to act. You know I mean? It's it's like baseball players. The people who play the game and the people who run the game are in two just entirely different worlds. I'm just at this point, like, I, I feel like you need to do some real shaking at the top to – get there to be somebody who's closer, somebody who's more in the middle of those two worlds. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how long it's going to go, and that's kind of the problem. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. You know what I mean? Right. No. Yeah. Honestly, I think at this point, MLB has the right ideas. They need a mediator in there. Um, <clears throat> I think somebody that is is unbiased. Um, and exactly. the government's actually – provided mediators for other leagues in the past to help with their 
uh, collective bargaining agreements. Most recently, the NHL did it for their collective bargaining agreement, and they were able to reach an agreement for their season to start. Um, so I don't There's know. Too much animosity. So much hatred for no yeah. there, is, there is yeah. a lot of animosity between you the can, players association like, and the major league baseball. Because like you can understand Scherzer's point, and you can well, you can understand the players' point as far as like we don't need a we don't need a moderator, like let's just figure this out. But at this point, you're there's so much animosity that you're not gonna figure it out. Yeah, you need with, with you just need with just y'all in the room. You need somebody unbiased, you need somebody just you know with a clear mind coming in and saying, Okay, let's let's figure this out. Like that's what you need at this point. I like yeah. If you because counter there's there's so many counter proposals you know going back and forth that it's like you you've proven you can't get in the same room and make a decision together so you need something you need a, literally a person unbiased in there to just figure things out for you like, yeah and I, I i last figures i saw i don't remember what they were referring to but it was mlb had like a, a figure of 10 million and the players association had a a number of like 105 million and after the league has said no we want 10 million for this players association came back okay we'll do 100 you are miles apart on your numbers and what you're trying to figure out i don't remember what those numbers were for um but it's like two just, different worlds entirely There's, yeah they are completely not, different brackets on yeah. what they're expecting the other to uh, concede on and how much they're going to concede. I mean, the think that but, the players association can come back just dropping 5 million and you still have a discrepancy of 90 million and that the league's going to accept that it is kind of, no, you know, it's, they just need judge Judy to go in there and just fucking lay down the law. <laughs> they need a mediator. Yes. Yeah. You don't need judge Judy. It's not a mediator. They need Judge Judy. <laughs> the only thing that scares me, and well, scare is probably not the right word, but the only thing that I worry about about that is like at this point, there's so like as you two keep saying, there's so much in completely different worlds as far as expectations go, that no matter what a mediator comes in and does, they're they're still gonna be like, no, this is what we want. Like they're both set on what they want, they're not gonna agree until it happens. That's the only thing that's going to heat up. Things are going to heat up in the weeks, in the coming weeks, and once we get into March, and I, I know there's going to be some movement come that time, but I don't see us reaching an agreement and starting baseball until June, at least. We're playing, we're playing chicken. It really is, yeah. I feel like this is the same thing that happened. Two years ago, going into the 2020 season, when they were trying to figure out the pay and everything with the COVID stoppage and all that good stuff, and there was so much they couldn't figure out. Well, and at the end of the day, that one resolved itself just because the owners could just start the season whenever they wanted to anyway because they were still in agreement under their bargaining this is a little different because players don't have to agree or play and they can't start a season without it. Really sucks, man. It does. Really? Like it's, I don't know. And I get it. Everybody's trying to get their own, but I mean, at some point you gotta, if you don't agree to something, nobody's getting anything. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder how much at this point, like the rest of the people who have not yet somehow lost faith in Manfred are losing it because of this. You know what I mean? Like at I what point is there going to be a vote of no yeah. confidence and we're going to get somebody who's more in the middle? You know what I mean? I don't know how many people were left that actually had confidence in the man. I saw uh, he has a media session scheduled for Thursday, right? That would be tomorrow as we're recording this. Yeah, I don't know. Does he really? Okay. I, I don't know Apparently. what's. A, I don't know what to make of that since literally there's no movement forward. Other than yes, exactly. Well, what he's going to do is he's going to say there's no deal. We tried this, 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 and this happened. He's going to put it on the players because he's using the media better than the MLBPA is using the media. 
It's well, sad, man. And they put this number out, and the players are being greedy, little drooping mean, meanie heads, and, <laughs> and I'm really bad at this, and I don't talk so good. And that's, <laughs> that's what you're going to hear. <laughs> oh, with that being said, we're, we're going to get out of here. Oh, God. Kev, you got a favorite thing? Chloe Kim just won her second consecutive gold today in uh, the Olympics. Must be fucking nice. Um, <laughs> but no, one I actually saw this past weekend, uh, which made me laugh more than anything, was I was watching the skills competitions for the all-star breaks for uh, NHL and for NFL. And it's just funny to hear the NHL players when they're talking to to the interviewers or when they're just trying to talk in general, they are not people, per, people, they are not very personable at all. It, yeah. it was so boring to hear them talk and try to interact. It, it was like one answer, a question, one word answers all the way across. They're trying to, they're not, they're trying to, trying to pull things out of them. They they have them mic'd up. They're trying to pull it out of them. There's no personality whatsoever with hockey players. Well, that's the problem. I think the I think the from the many hockey players that I have had the misfortune of meeting, I think their personality is not one they can put on TV. No, so I think what they're trying to do is make sure that uh, yeah. in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> the best they sounded was when they were just talking to each other and it was caught on mic. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Alex, are you work? Are you for sure working this Sunday for Super Bowl? Oh God, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say we uh, we've had this idea for a while now. We eventually want to uh, get on and commentate an actual game, like a big game, not just any game, but a big game. Sure. But, yeah, we'll have to save that for I don't know baseball, hopefully, or maybe NBA or something. One of the finals. We'll just have to save that till he doesn't work in a pizza joint. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna have to say that for when he do, when he doesn't work in general. So, or yeah. when I become GM, and then I can make my own schedule. There you go. There you go. Become GM already, man. So your boss tells you no, you're GM. You have to be there on Super Bowl Sunday. Well, you <laughs> fucking think, but that's um, true. Your your GM is well. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, you got a favorite thing? Um, <laughs> it's kind of a funny thing more than it is a favorite thing. I have never like so actively felt so bad about myself until they were telling the background story to this girl who is like 16 years old. She's also a Cornell student. She also already has a master. She's also already won an Olympic medal before. And they just kept listing all of her accolades. And I was like, son of a bitch, what have I been doing this whole time? like you have accomplished more at 12 than i will do probably in the next like decade <laughs> i'm gonna need you to settle down for the rest of us <laughs> uh, no it's more my favorite thing it's just all these like athletes that are in the olympics are so impressive for a number of reasons but like it's just crazy to see like you know the the ancient dinosaurs who are on their last you know last run at the age of 34 uh and then all the uh, prodigies yeah and all the prodigies that are coming out here and showing that there's a whole new you know world at like 16 and i'm like damn i can't even get out of bed without cracking yeah and sean white is retiring from the olympics and he's one year older than me i'm like fuck yeah Yeah. and he's competed in the last like 14 like god damn it (laughs) I was only two when I won my first silver medal. <laughs> dude, I, dude, to, to uh, piggyback off of your story, I've, I've, like, I graduated from ETSA, but when I felt like, kind of like you felt, uh, at least um, somewhat like, what have I been doing? <laughs> so when I graduated, of course, I walked and everything and I did the ceremony and all that, but all the, um, all the, uh, I guess engineers is what you would call them. All the people, like all the the, the engine, the, all the engineering uh, graduates, like with the 4.0s and with the 4. Point whatever GPAs, like they all went first in my graduation. And it's like the whole time I'm thinking, like, I don't deserve to be here with you. Like I just don't. Like no. I felt that. You know, like I just like I, the just whole 4.0 at Cornell, and I'm like, damn, I have like a 2.9 at SAC. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like don't get me wrong i'm very proud of what i did because yes but also like wow like okay yeah yeah I feel you. yeah uh my favorite thing can y'all believe easton gray is five months old already nice wow five months this past sunday so yeah it's awesome man little boys growing up but i'm gonna end on some sad news why Giambi died i yeah. saw that i saw, saw that. that yeah Trying to keep things happy, Kevin. Seriously, man. I'm sorry, I just saw that. It surprised me. My son is five months old. This fucking dude died. <laughs> what? Kevin, come on. What? Come on, Kevin. Kevin I'm sorry. It, I hadn't seen it yet. It just, oh, I just God. saw it right there. I'm like, oh, hey, shit. Hey, Kev, read the room, bro. Damn, Kevin. <laughs> read the virtual chat room, my guy. <laughs> All right. Everybody enjoy the Super Bowl Sunday out there. Go Bengals. Um, Go Rams. Go for halftime. <laughs> hey, Dr. Dre. Who's, who else is performing? Dr. Dre, Eminem. Who else is? Eminem. Snoop Dogg. Kendrick uh, Lamar, right? Yeah. Is it? Um, I thought so. And, That's uh, cool. Mary J. Blythe. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy your uh, festivities out there. Whatever you're doing, be safe out there. Uh, continue to be good to yourself and be good to each other. With that, we will say later. Peace. See ya.